1: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. You saw it. You know the siren sounds are there. Um, This is an emergency podcast. We are going to be with you uh, tomorrow. We are recording here on Tuesday, February 4th. Tomorrow is National Signing Day, and that timing plays a big role in the news of the day that brings us together, which is the sudden resignation of Mark D'Antonio from Michigan State. Barton, we've got a lot to unpack here. This required extra advanced reading, I know on my part.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. Not, I mean, not because I didn't, I, I, I understood the elements at play. I was aware of them, but I, I didn't want to have sort of a, a half-ass knowledge of it. Yeah. And so I still kind of probably have a half-ass knowledge of it, in relative to some others. But I think it was important to get a little bit of. A, um, educate myself a little more make sure i had some of the nuances because this is this is like a complicated situation
1: right and this is uh such a funny uh cross section of the the college football coaching carousel and our small college football centric world with the real world with like actual um, wrongful termination lawsuits and the possibilities of, of being deposed and, and having rulings not go your way and, and all of a sudden uh, that going on at the same time as a football program where a lot of fingers are being pointed a lot of blame is going around uh, as there has been a step back in performance like not not to mention Mark D'Antonio based on his age and the length of his career if he were to step down and retire it wouldn't come as a as a major shock so between the you know potential ncaa recruiting allegations that are coming out from the curtis blackwell lawsuit and i'm sure we'll get into that uh what's been happening on the field and you know just everything else that's going on with this timing that includes the eve before national signing day which which part of this do you want (laughs) to jump on first
2: oh man yeah and in addition to just the general sort of stubborn nature of mark d'antonio of not wanting to alter his cha- his his coaching staff too much and just sort of shuffling the decks on the ti- or the chairs on the deck of the Titanic uh, with with the um musical chairs yeah. of that staff like it's yeah i mean i don't know where to start I, I guess you start and just all right let's break down initially i mean my reaction is that this decision was has probably been in the works for a while uh, this decision is probably not a, a result of directly of the Curtis Blackwell trial. Um, and and I don't know, maybe we should sort of just make a note on that. You know, that is Curtis Blackwell was on campus as a director of, you know, high school relations or some title like that and was involved Was was, was communicating with the three players that were accused of sexual assault and was initially arrested um but wasn't charged, wasn't charged um with interfering in an investigation um and was later fired and he's basically claiming that he was just sort of railroaded there and uses a scapegoat. Um so that's the Curtis Blackwell trial going on, and and that's I, I think that's a factor. I think that what we just talked about, the sort of the stubbornness of not wanting to t- change up his staff, is a factor. Um, I think the general negativity uh, is is a factor. I think the age is a factor. I think the, I mean, he the struggles recently is a factor. Yeah, like the- I, think it's, I think it's just a collection of all of these things, and and in addition, then the you know recruiting allegations which are strictly allegations from Curtis Blackwell. And this trial came out like today, I think, right? Yeah, this and
1: is, this, this has moved very quickly from, uh, you know, okay, we'll see what happens in the case. And all of a sudden, like in, in litigation, when things start coming out in discovery, when it starts coming to, uh, no, it's, it's time to put your hand on the, uh, on the Bible, start talking under oath. I mean, it is in the business of no college coach, in major college athletics to go under oath if they don't have to.
2: Right. It's just, <laughs> like, right.
1: there is no win. There is no place. Like, like the, there's the, there's the, there's a story about Rick Pitino and details that he was willing to divulge under oath uh, to help himself in an extortion case. And those details were revealed because the oath and discovery and evidence is a wild thing in, uh, in the, the world of college athletics. And that's not to, you know, try and lighten up the whole Curtis Blackwell case itself, which, right, I mean, it's also happening in the time of Larry Nassar, where, like, Michigan State as a university is absolutely motivated to make sure that anything having to do with sexual harassment or sexual allegation on campus is dealt with swiftly. Like they are, they are at this very point in time when all this is going on very, very much, uh, not, not trying to allow that to be the dominating narrative at that school. So a lot's going on that sort of all comes together and packs into, you know, what's going on here. I, Look, the all right, what do you make of Mark Dantonio just caught a longevity bonus like a week ago?
2: I don't I mean there's a part of me thinks that this isn't like him pulling one over on Michigan. I don't know, but I, this isn't it, my instinct in these sort of things is like Michigan State has probably been in communication with him about this decision and you know what? He's the all-time winning like wins leader at the program. He's brought him a lot of success. I'm sure the powers that be are have had a lot of coffees with Mark Dantonio, and they're probably like, you know what, man, we get it. Uh, it's it's probably best for all of us to move on. But uh, we're we're good if you take the bonus. Like, yeah, let's let's just do this after Ooh. January 15th or whatever. Ah, uh, hmm. You don't think so? No, no, no. I I,
1: I think you're right. I hadn't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just not that I hadn't uh, entertained it, but I just hadn't gotten to that point of just remembering the personal relationships that are absolutely between the uni- university uh, powers and Mark Dantonio and the fact that they've been going back and forth on this thing uh, ever since the lawsuit was initially filed. Like this, the NCAA allegations portion of this to me, is like the 19th biggest headline, but it just fits neat and clean into the way the story is being written today.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and and like I think that ultimately, I mean, so the, the downfall of Mark D'Antonio, it's crazy to think how high Michigan State was flying that, at yes. one point. Yeah, we need to sell, at some
1: point, we need to celebrate the fact that There were three Big Ten championships, three finishes in the top six of the AP poll, four finishes in the top ten, I mean, 12 bowl games in 13 seasons, five double-digit win seasons. It's absolutely a wildly successful career at Michigan State.
2: So, and and I bring that up because, all right, starting in... Let's just call it 2010 because that's when the you know they finished 14th in the country, 11 and two. Um, 2010, 11 and two, finished 14th. 2011, 11 and three, finished 10th. Step back seven and six year, still win a b- bowl game. 2013, 13 and one, win the Rose Bowl, finished third. 14, 11 and two, finished fifth. 2015, 12 and five. Finish sixth, and that's the game that they get they get stomped by Alabama in the playoffs. And that 2015 season, and I look in and well, that 2015 season is when it was clear Michigan State, as as consistent a program as it had become, was also hitting its head on the talent ceiling a little bit, and it it got run off the field by Alabama. that isn't it, isn't said, it funny?
1: Uh, isn't it funny that that happens? It did it happened to Michigan State and it happened to Washington where they get to claim forever that they've got a college football playoff appearance. But you right. bring that up with anybody who was around it at the time and you're like, "Come, I mean, come on." I mean, did you?
2: Right. I mean, and so did you? And, and, and so that's you know, so like but but that I think that loss and and the way it happened is to your point it's like that, that mars sort of this, this growing success. So right, how do you get better? How do you take it to the next level? Well, you, you, you try to recruit better. And the 2016 recruiting class for Michigan State was the highest-ranked recruiting class under Mark D'Antonio. It was a top-20 class. They finished 17th, and part of the reason it, it closed at 17th was taking Austin Robertson post-signing day A four-star kid, an elite talent, who had all kinds of off-field issues. Gotten kicked off his high school team, kicked out of high school. Um, I don't know how much of the stuff that Michigan State knew, but there was there was major issues. So, Michigan State, who built this thing on culture fit development, you know, basically, and I and some of these guys, I, I don't know that there was a clear. That they would have known that they're taking a risk on, um, but there was a clear risk on Austin Robertson. So much so that it's been reported that in a private meeting with coaches, where he discussed whether or not they should take him, an assistant coach said, "My daughter's on this campus. I'm not comfortable with him being here with my daughter on campus." And Mark Dantonio was like, "Well, w- our culture's good enough to to take care of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a personal interest in him. We're gonna we're gonna make this work."
1: And now he's in jail, right?
2: And now and he's currently serving like a 10-year sentence for rape. Yeah. Which is happened, which happened after uh, a rape allegation on campus. I think that's like it's like a second um, rape. And so, so it's it's absurd like the, the what, what, like that, that they would take this kid. And I, I think that is probably the even beyond and again, so that 2016 class had I think nine four stars four of them were involved in some sort of sexual assault and have, have since been kicked off the team. And so I, it's almost like a cautionary tale in a way Yeah, of like, all right, you know, are you, are you, and are you willing to uh, do what it takes to get to the next level? And Michigan state sort of decided they wanted to. And it's, it, it ultimately is sort of the downfall of the Mark D'Antonio era in, in, in a way. Um, I know that simplifies it a little bit, but it's it's hard not to acknowledge the clear sort of delineation between before the twenty sixteen class and after and what and and, and the where that twenty sixteen class was coming in, which guys in that twenty sixteen class and their their recruiting rankings, like and how those two correlated and, and, and who was who was actually the, the bad seeds on in that group. And it's like it's just so hard to ignore all of that stuff and how it all comes together. Mm.
1: Incredible. I mean, like, excuse me, not incredible. Just it's, uh, um, it it is impossible to ignore, and it is very, very significant. And it's all, you know, this is something coming to a head. Where how many times on this podcast have have we or or someone else, even uh, Morvin, who anybody who's a coaching insider has mentioned. Oh, and if Michigan State comes open, because it might, uh, when talking about a head coach, either uh, Matt Campbell or Luke Fickle, we can get to uh, where we think Michigan State goes next here in a little bit. But the the fact that there have been sort of this, there has been this chatter that Mark Dantonio might be running running out the, uh, the line right now, it big picture, there shouldn't be a surprise. It's really just comes down to the timing, right?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. And, and that's, that's another aspect of this, um, that we've thought uh, that
1: this was going to be a job that changed hands for a while now.
2: Right. And so you have to wonder, okay, so what's the, what's the deal with the timing then, you know, is, is Mark D'Antonio and, and, let me let me circle back to my point as a second ago too, because I want to I want to mention this just while I've while it's fresh in my mind, and then I want to get back because because I want to get into what you're talking about too, the timing of it. But I couldn't help it was I was when I was thinking about this 2016 class because I just did a podcast recently um, with Pete Sampson from The Athletic, and we talked about Notre Dame sort of recruiting ceiling and 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 how you know it's efforting to 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 raise that ceiling because the way that you know it's gotten handled in the playoffs against Clemson basically. And I couldn't help but think because Notre Dame is obviously a program that has a a, a very specific need um, and a very specific type of player that that's you know they they need to recruit to to fit that culture and that campus and you know it's just that that's the type of this is the type of thing that they should probably look at and be like look let's let's try to win national titles um, but let's also make sure that we're we're staying the course for the right kind of guys because. Hey, 10-2 is okay if the alternative is is sort of sending the program in the wrong direction by by getting guys that just aren't Notre Dame type of guys. Hey,
1: well, how about this? It's why I think that Jim Harbaugh ain't going to get fired. Yeah. 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 No no matter how many times. I don't know about no matter how many times, but uh, these Ohio State losses pile up, but he's got double-digit win seasons and no scandal, and that is exactly what Michigan wants.
2: So back to the timing thing, though. I mean this is sort of, this is a very bizarre time to do it and because there's so many better ways you could leave this Michigan State program right now there's so many better ways from a timing perspective for them to be uh, equipped to hire uh, a capable replacement and maybe they're trying to box them he's trying to box them in so they have to hire Mike Tressel as as an interim or as a just sort of a that's what hey, listen, he,
1: he already threw it down uh when they, they asked him if he was gonna make changes by just reassigning all the coaching duties. This guy is gonna go in the homeboy hall of fame for the money he has made yeah. his friends if he's right. boxed them into having to take uh Mark Trestle.
2: And and keep the same coaching staff yeah. attack and all that stuff, man. Yeah. Just like <laughs> just riding out this taking care guy, of his boys.
1: Yeah, he is taking care of everyone. I kind of respect it, honestly.
2: Because uh, like Hey, I mean, right now, Michigan State, yeah, it's a very, it's an attractive job. It's a, it's a good job. It's a, you've got a great fan support, huge campus, huge student body. Um, you have access to talent there. You can recruit talent there. But, right, to, to, to go and hire someone in February, who's going to take that job in February? I mean, Luke, Luke, and we could talk about the merits of all these coaches, but like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, he's got the best group of five roster in the country right now. And all of a sudden, the instability in the athletic department and just sort of the atmosphere, I guess, for, for maybe lack of a better word over there, is, is you know, that's enough to maybe for him to say, hey, I'm good. You know, give this to give me this offer in december and we got something to talk about but what you want me to do with this in february
1: Hmm. coming up on the other side where we think michigan state goes next who's on the wish list and more next welcome to the nothing personal with david Sampson podcast do me a favor and blink please did you blink that's how fast the Major League Baseball season went in 2020. The postseason is already upon us. Whether it's baseball news, you want NFL, college football, water polo, chess, movies. If there's a story, we'll have it covered every weekday, five days a week. Just subscribe and download on
0: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever else you find your podcasts. No BS, no soft tosses, no hot takes. You know, it's always business. It's nothing personal.
1: Brian
2: Campbell and along with Luke Thomas we are the hosts of Morning Combat your one stop shop for all things combat sports. Every Monday Wednesday and Friday we'll hit you up with a brand new episode looking at the biggest headlines in boxing, mixed martial arts and so much more. That's not to mention bonus content every Tuesday and Thursday featuring interviews with the biggest names, dissected fight breakdowns and even a little ridiculousness from time to time. We surely take the fight game seriously but never ourselves so why not give us a Try for all your combat needs before and after the big fights. It's morning combat. Download and subscribe today wherever you consume fine audio. So, I
1: am willing to entertain the idea that Michigan State might actually just interim this thing and go like John L. Smith at Arkansas. I mean what they're not going to call it a lame duck season or like Jim Grobe at Baylor. I could mm. I could see them just playing out the string.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I can too. I mean, the, the obvious names are Luke fickle. And I think that'd be a home run higher. Yes. And be awesome. Yes. Agree. And by the way, Cincinnati has got a baller recruiting class right now in the AAC. Um, really good players. This is this
1: thanks for Luke Fickle. This is bad news for Luke Fickle if he doesn't have uh everything locked up tight right now.
2: No, he does cuz that's I mean so the the it's weird that it's coming the day before signing day and in 3 years ago if it comes the day before signing day, I mean that, that, this is just total mayhem right now between Michigan State's commits and Whoever the rumored candidates are, and and the decisions those guys have to make, like it's a nightmare. But with the early signing period, all those Cincinnati commits have signed. All these Michigan State commits have signed. Like, there's not a whole like this is not going to have a major impact on on National Signing Day because there's just not enough loose commits out there.
0: Nice.
1: Okay. I I don't I don't I don't mean I don't think that uh, that because it's going to get played up that it's like, oh my gosh, how could you do it to these kids? And in my head, that was where I went. I was like, aren't – is? I mean, Michigan State doesn't have a great recruiting class to begin with, A. And B, don't they already kind of have a lot of them already
2: locked up tight? Yeah, they have seven guys already on campus, 12 more that have signed their LOI in December. They got three commits that haven't signed yet, so that committed – two of them that committed in January. So – yeah, there's not. There's just not signing day. Ironically, uh, given the timing, is just it's not that big of a a factor here. But you know, it's still interesting just to see. It's just I, I just think you, you know, it's, it seems have already started their offseason program. Like I, I, I just think this is just a. You know, Luke Fickle's an obvious candidate. Pat Narduzzi an obvious is an obvious candidate.
1: Matt Campbell.
2: Matt Campbell as has always been a guy whose name is mentioned with Michigan State, but I don't know with the, with the exception of like I, Narduzzi. I just that probably is the one that see like I could see him just heading back to Michigan State. Like he's it's a it's a step up there. He hadn't exactly like broken through at Pitt yet, you know. So. It's, I, it's sort of
1: a hey. I know, I know it wasn't a pretty like no one is like super stoked about their seven and seven season. But
2: he got to an ACC championship game. I'm not like I'm not saying he's. I'm just saying from his perspective. Okay, he's been at Pitt for s- five years. Oh yeah, that and, it, and he he hadn't had a top twenty five season yet, and if like it's it's. It's a you could go to a Michigan State and just almost, I don't say stay ahead of the posse because it's not like he's on the hot seat. But look, if he goes five and seven next year, then what does that mean for the 2021 season? Sure. Like, I don't, you know, it's just sort of like you can, you can sort of start your clock at a Michigan State program that's, that is a, a more high profile program anyway. I just, I, I suspect that there's a, there, there'd be a temptation there for Narduzzi that maybe, uh, a stronger pull uh, than um, someone like Matt Campbell or, or, or even Luke fickle.
1: It's going to get painted who, if any, the, the reason that I think that they might go lame duck year is that it's going to be a bad look for whoever leaves their current program. If they hire a sitting head coach, right? Just, just, yeah. just let them all audition for you. Se- yeah. Season long audition, Luke fickle, v Matt Campbell, the Pat Narduzzi, the winner gets the rose and the Michigan State program.
2: But it's just kind of a mess because it's so all right. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's you're gonna, gonna be hard pressed to hire one of these coaches. Maybe you can do it, but it, it would be kind of a bad look um for whoever leaves their program in February or March. So let's assume that they'd go interim. It's you're not gonna recruit very well to it they're not recruiting that well this year you know you're looking at two maybe consecutive bad recruiting classes you're looking at uh, who knows what they do on the on the field an athletic department that's not in the not in the best of times right now and i just you know you're it's just a again you go back to mark d'antonio just sort of like putting michigan state in kind of a tough spot yeah
1: No, it's I, – I think that this is the Michigan State job. You mention it as a really great job, and it will still be a great job, but it will be slightly less of a great job because of the setback that's going to come from no, – no matter what happens, just trying to scramble to put together the 2020 season. It's uh, – this is this – is, uh, this does not do much to help Sparty keep up with an Ohio State and a Penn State – that are out there running already in a Michigan that is uh, grinding as much as it can and making staff hires and trying to do everything it can like this. It is such a race of thoroughbreds in the big 10 East Michigan state will be more, they will like be a lap behind because of what happens uh, with this Mark D'Antonio resignation.
2: Yeah. uh, And and in a way like this is, this is good news for some of those East teams that need a break, you know, outside of that top three of Michigan, Michigan, uh, of Michigan, Penn state and Ohio state.
1: Indiana's like, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like let's, you know, there's just this sort of, they need a little more room to maneuver and this just gives them a little oxygen, I think. Um, so it, it, you know, this'll, this is, this is, um, yeah, I don't know this. So what's, what is your, like we we've, I feel like we've been talking a lot about this departure and it's been largely negative in tone with as it relates to sort of Mark D'Antonio and his legacy uh, and I think that's just more as much as anything it's just sort of like the the it's like the news of the day like that's just what that's just what is flavor That's what's sort of flavoring this news right now is the stuff around it I, I'm curious how you think this is actually like the Mark Dantonio legacy is gonna look maybe two years from now.
1: Oh, a uh, program-changing head coach at one of the Big Ten's most established programs. Uh, somebody who leveled the, who leveled up everything. And when you mm-hmm. are a when you're a program-changing coach, you you never forget it. Um, that Mi- Michigan State was playing in the Rose Bowl. And uh, Michigan State won the Rose Bowl and everyone watched it, right? Like that was, mm-hmm. that was a, a massive, massive game. And the, the, the following year, you make it to the college football playoff. You know, they, they took down Ohio State and sent Urban to the pizza, remember? Yeah. Like the original Sat Was that urban.
2: was that the pizza? Was that the pizza meme? The
1: OG Urban Pizza meme is after losing to Michigan State in the Big 10 championship cuz that was when it was Legends and Leaders. Now they can't play in the Big 10 championship cuz they're both in the Big 10 East.
2: Man, you're so good at the at the history stuff.
1: I was I f- I I forget I like, all that stuff. Like I I just I I think that Mark Dantonio's legacy at Michigan State is a program-changing coach. I mean, there aren't many coaches that are going to win 100 games at one stop and he did it at Michigan state. I, I think he's the, didn't you say he was the program's winningest coach?
2: Is that I it? I believe this, I believe this year he, he, um he, he's set the record. I, yeah. I think that's right. I think I read that.
1: I, and listen, man, I, I, I have heard uh, Mark D'Antonio lecture to other high school coaches. Uh, and I, as, I've been like sitting in on some of those Nike coach of the year clinics and I, I think that he's got a great vision for football, and he's got a great vision for like how to how to build a program. I I listen to him talk about it, and it makes sense to me. I think Mark D'Antonio is a very good college football coach from the era that I've been working covering college football. That's what I think. I mean, where are you at?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think he's very old school, and I do think that we're that. And and I think all that is true, and and needs to be on his, you know, bio uh, moving forward. As like the, you know, he, he yeah, he he's he transformed that program in a lot of ways. I also think though, as as this thing started to close, even beyond the off the field stuff, there there is a little bit of stubbornness even on the field and the coaching that I felt like it was starting to 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 seep in. And, and it felt like the ceiling was lowering, um, particularly if you're just not like you're just not willing to go out and find someone that can can give your offense some some juice, can give your offense some innovation. Uh, you know, they were always the teams are always gonna be tough and disciplined under under Mark D'Antonio, and and they're always gonna be able to win close games and keep games close. but uh, I do think that you know this could be a something to think about if you're in the mold of the old head, you know, tough guy coach that is, thinks you can just sort of out tough people to win. Uh, you know, some of the old, the old head coaches that are having success right now that are kind of resurgent are the, the Mac Browns and the Herm Edwards and guys like that who, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing those guys out there cause they're, they're new and really high on the old spectrum. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think you gotta you gotta be able to innovate. You gotta be able to adapt. And I think I think some of the unwillingness to to change the staff around kind of bit him in the end.
1: I I, I will say this: he's got to think that it's frustrating that when you talk about Mark D'Antonio and schematics and culture and and sort of what the identity of the team is, you you imagine the the tough defense and that's there, but then maybe you imagine a rushing attack and damn. If Michigan State struggled mightily to run the ball in 2019, right. like right. like it was all just thrown to Daryl Stewart, like he had to be putting his hands up, being like, "Listen, I know you guys want me to innovate. We're chucking the ball 40 times a game. Like <laughs> we're trying to innovate here. Our rushing attack is terrible. We're getting like 1.5 yards on first down runs. Like we we are just throwing the ball right now. But he, I, you were right in that." there was a call for change and Mark D'Antonio prior to the 2019 season sent some messages all across the board when he was like, all right, cool. We'll just, um, just rearrange some responsibilities let's, we'll see how that works.
2: I will say for the last decade, every time I've said Mark D'Antonio's name, I've, I've been thinking in my head, doubting myself, wondering if I should be saying Mike D'Antonio. They're the the Mark Dantonio versus Mike D'Antonio inner struggle.
1: Mike D'Antoni. What
2: is his what, what right. I think I think that's the problem. Yeah. Mike D'Antonio's out there. And so I've ne- I've never said Mark D'Antonio's name and been fully confident I'm saying the right name. And that's that's been a challenge that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to. <laughs> to, to getting to letting off your go
1: plate. Of. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh because there's also uh I think that there is a uh, Dan Tony has a brother, who coaches Marshall. And please tell me it's Mark D'Antoni. Oh, it's Dan D'Antoni. Okay.
2: Okay, that's a little bit.
1: It's a little bit, a little bit less confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of, it's got a ring to it. I can, I can handle Dan D'Antoni.
1: Um. Yeah. This is it's wild stuff. Uh. All right. So tomorrow we will be back with some National Signing Day instant recap. Who ended up as the number one team in the country, and uh, sort of how the biggest commitments broke one way or the other? Any uh, any any last hunches that you want to put on the record for those that are consuming this content on their drive home from work?
2: No, uh, McKinley Jackson is the one that's most exciting to me. There's there is there Alabama thinks they're getting them and A and M thinks they're getting them, and we'll see if that's if my opinion on that is. Is different uh, by the morning because it very well might be. So if that that's the one that's going to be interesting to watch to me.
1: I've been told that if Jordan Birch doesn't stick with South Carolina, it is the biggest failure of the Will Muschamp era.
2: <laughs> well, things things
1: are totally calm and not dramatic and blown out of proportion in South Carolina world.
2: I mean, I think that they're gonna they're gonna hang on though. got like now LSU seems to still think there's a fighting chance, but I think it's 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 a it's a bit of a long shot. So yeah, like, stay. Don't 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 think so negatively, South Carolina folks. You're getting them. Just just deal with it if you don't, which I don't think you will.
1: All in the same day that Spurrier came out and was like, "Yeah, we really shouldn't have given Lorenzo Ward that three-year deal." Defense went that, downhill after that. Is that in the
2: <laughs> is that in the story the, yes. the Steve Spurrier story that's out there? I got to read that. Yeah, did you read it? Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, it's very very good. I uh, I I recommend it. It's a-
2: All right. Good we'll, story. Have to, we'll have to talk about that on our uh, on our next non-signing day show, along with some other news that's been popping. For sure. All
1: right. Follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Barton, thank you very much.
2: Is there?
0: Yo, it's two-time Super Bowl champion, Bryant McFadden, also known as B-Mac. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. And that's Patrick Peterson, a fellow cornerback, my cousin, and now my co-host on the new podcast, All Things Covered, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. This season, Pat will go from the football field on Sundays to the studio on Mondays to bring you the perspective of an active player at the top of his game. And the name says it all. Sure, we'll catch up with Pat P on how he and the Cardinals are faring, But we'll also talk about other sports, our personal interests, and social issues. Then we'll cover even more with a prominent guest each week. With 17 years of NFL cornerback experience between the two of us, we think you'll enjoy our coverage skills. So download and subscribe now to get weekly episodes released first thing Tuesday morning. All Things Covered is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found.